Hello, welcome to episode 13 of Push to Shout. I'm Brutal Powder. I'm Skippy Sigmatic. And let's talk about some games. But before that, how was your week? Uh, full of games, for once. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I haven't played a lot of them lately, uh, but I've played a lot more this week for sure. I, uh, I got a joystick. I can actually show you. Sorry if you're listening to this, but uh, if you're not watching live, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's a cheap little Logitech joystick. Um, I was going to get a fancier one, but they were sold out of the kind I wanted. And I don't know, I'll probably end up getting a better one. But for now, I'm happy with my cheap one just to kind of try out the joystick, see how it works with games and whatnot. Um, and I tried it with Arma 3 and it was kind of not great with it. Like it doesn't, Arma 3 just isn't very well optimized for joysticks. Like it's it's jerky and doesn't feel right, mm. even with like this new fancy helicopter model and stuff. Uh, I tried it with War Thunder and it was better, but not perfect. I felt like a better joystick would help a lot with War Thunder. Uh, but then I downloaded Elite Dangerous, um, which if you haven't heard of that, it's kind of a it's it's completely a a space sim. Uh, they actually like have a full size galaxy. It's supposed to be a representation of the Milky Way, and uh, and you fly around and do space sim stuff and uh having a joystick with that game is really nice it's really cool to just control your ship with it uh it, it god that i have a lot to say about that game i think i'm gonna come back to it though i'm just gonna move on for now um yeah i heard about that and i, I played it for a bit but i don't have a joystick so it felt kind of really awkward yeah to move i mean i've heard that the keyboard. mouse and keyboard will do like, Maybe it's not the worst thing in the world but, but it, it looks kind of cool yeah apparently it's much better to have a joystick um and really like are, even I like it, really if, hear you you can't hear me hello yeah Hi. there we go okay um if you look down at your hands in the spaceship they actually like i think it's the SciTech or something there's like a brand name joystick and throttle that they like show in the spaceship like that's what the throttle and then the joystick and the spaceship look like uh which i thought was kind of interesting but um yeah i, I that game actually almost wants me to get a track ir too which is the thing that you put on your head so that you can like turn your head and it'll turn it in game cool uh yeah i really want that um that or a oculus rift but the track ir is definitely the budget option and maybe a little more convenient because i still like find myself looking at there's so many controls in the game that i find myself looking at the keyboard a lot and i can't imagine trying to use an oculus rift and and and, and have all these buttons to press like it would kind of be a nightmare um but anyway uh i'll move on for that i'll, I'll come back to that after i talk about some other stuff um right right before i got elite dangerous i was just kind of messing around while it installed actually i was i was uh looking on twitter and i saw something about like this mythbusters special or something and i i, I used to watch a lot of the mythbusters um it, it was a it was a good show i don't know i think they're still airing but it's it's quite a different show um but uh i found like a few months ago and i just kind of wanted to give this a shout out like i didn't really do this this week but I, I was reminded of it this week and i think it's something that a lot of people would be interested in but don't know it exists um Adam Savage, somehow the website tested. Have you ever heard of that site? No. It's got some like video game people in it, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric Pope or something, I think. I don't know. It's got some people who are kind of like tangentially related to like video games in it. And uh, they're, they, they mostly write about technology. Um, actually, they, I think they only write about technology, gadgets and games and TVs and they review stuff and test stuff. That's why it's called Tested. Uh, somehow they got partnered or, or they, they, 
I don't know. They've, they've got some kind of deal with uh, the Mythbusters, Adam Savage and Jamie Heineman. Um, they, th- those guys show up on like their podcasts and some of their videos. And I don't know. I don't know what exactly like their relationship is there, but uh, the really, in- there's like some really, really interesting videos. If you just look up Adam Savage tested on YouTube, it'll come up with a lot of videos where like, he has he has this massive collection of just random shit um mostly like uh oh geez i can't even say mostly anything i mean he's got he really likes indiana jones he really likes blade runner he's 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 a real like i hate to say it but he's a geek like he is your classic geek and uh and he collects like all these like models and stuff from these old movies and um because he used to actually make models um for like I think he worked on like Star Wars episode one or something and like made one of the ships in that and stuff. So he would make like miniatures. That was one of his, his previous jobs. And so I think he has like this, it's kind of a hobby to him as well. And, and he, and he collects all these things and makes replicas of them too. Like there's a video where he shows off replicas of like, he's got like eight different Blade Runner pistols and, and, and they're various kinds of replicas and stuff. It's like, there's differences between them. And he goes into like extreme detail about what the differences are between the guns and like how close and accurate they are to the movie. And just, it's crazy. Um, but anyway, yeah, that, that stuff's really interesting. I, I just, I really like the videos that he's in. He's actually like, he's really good at like explaining stuff that he knows a lot about. Um, and he gets, he's, he's clearly like very into it too. Uh, it's kind of like, if you've ever had one of those teachers that like, not only knows a lot about their subject but cares a lot about their subject that's what he feels like he feels like one of those good professors um, i just looked it up and apparently it's not like a deal they they founded the site adam yeah, and jamie uh, yeah I, I guess cool. so <clears throat> yeah uh they're cool guys I, I like them a lot i like the stuff they do uh and uh yeah definitely look that stuff up um <clears throat> they uh let's see moving on from that uh, the only other game I really played other than Elite Dangerous, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I think. Crossy Road <laughs> is a casual mobile game uh, based on the gameplay of Frogger. Um, it's very simple. It has a fantastic little art style and stuff, though. And, 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 and it's just a fun, stupid game that's free. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because it there was a news article somewhere that mentioned that it made like a million dollars. And the cool thing about that is it's a free app where you don't there's no pay to win or anything like that like it's not even that in your face with the the monetization stuff like you can buy um like after each round it'll bring up a list of options like you either play another round or you can like if you've built up enough coins through playing then it'll give you an option to like do like a counter-strike go kind of thing where it, it it rolls through potential unlocks and gives you one of them uh or sometimes it'll give you like a specific unlock and it'll say you can buy this for 99 cents or you can buy these many coins for this much money and it'll also let you watch a video ad for a certain amount of coins to unlock so i don't know it's it's kind of like monetization done right because it's all cosmetic and 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 it's just it's really silly to me that anyone would pay money to have uh, a cosmetic item on a game that isn't even multiplayer, but apparently people are doing it because apparently they made a million dollars off of this game, and uh, I, I just thought that was interesting. And it is a fun little game. Um, and <laughs> another thing that I just randomly got into, and don't even ask me how, I started watching like a few YouTube videos of old professional wrestling, and I mean like the fake professional wrestling uh, matches, like 
I, I've never watched that before. I've never understood it. Like, I've had some friends who were really into it, like, really into it. And they, like, knew all the wrestlers and shit. And, uh, and I always thought it was the dumbest thing. I still think it's the dumbest thing ever. It's so stupid. But I gotta admit, I, I had a lot of fun watching these matches. It's such a stupid thing, but it's, it's kind of really entertaining in its stupidity. And it's also really impressive, like, the things that they do, like, the, uh, these moves that they pull off where it actually does look painful but you know i mean it is painful but but you know they're not hurting each other even though sometimes it can look really convincing yeah um i mean they'll jump from really high heights onto that the the ring or whatever is just a it's basically just like wood it's like two by fours i mean it's got give to it but it's still hard as hell and they just jump like from 10 feet up in the air just straight um, down on the shit. Out again what is going on i don't All know right, can you hear me yeah yeah I don't know. I might be pushing down push to talk for too long or something. But anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about that. I just thought it was... I'm just glad I finally have a context to all of these people who I've known who've talked about wrestling all my life. And uh, I don't know. I don't think that's something I could ever get into. But it is... That is just a really interesting, weird little thing. Uh, but anyway, back to Elite Dangerous. I, 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 I've been trying to sort out my thoughts on this game and I can't figure it out like i it's pretty bare I, for one it's very bare uh it, it it's it's entirely or not entirely but mostly procedurally generated stuff and a lot of the stations look exactly the same and like there's just not a lot of variety to it uh it, and and there's no handcraftedness to it because it's all just like here's a random system with a random kind of sun and random kinds of planets and uh, you know, a, a choice of four different kinds of stations. Um, so that, on its surface, that sounds terrible. And then in some ways it is, because it's just like, what the fuck do you even do? Uh, but I do think that the, the game is designed well enough at its core that it's still fun to, to fly around and explore and do these things. Uh, even when you don't feel like there's a lot of reward to that, you know, it's it's the classic, like the journey is the, is the reward. And, God, I've run into so many problems. This is a version 1.0 release. It was it was in early access for a really long time, I think. Not maybe not a really long time, but for a while. And then they came out with the full release, which just anytime a game's in early access and then it comes out with an arbitrary full release that doesn't really change anything about it. That 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 sends off red flags to me, but the game was so right up my alley. Like I, 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 I love the idea of a space sim, but there's very few of them that are actually any good. I had to get it. I had to try it out and I'm glad I did. And I'm, I'm going to play a lot more of it, I think. But like, I, I mentioned this on Twitter. I, I, there, there was this glitch I kept running into where I would try to dock with a space station. And this is one of like the main things that you do is you go to space stations and you dock with them. Like it's a very, very basic task that everyone does in this game on a regular basis and this happened to me multiple times i would go to dock with it i would request access or whatever you have to contact the station and request access and it'll give you access to a dock and you'll have to go to a specific dock and dock there um first of all if it's crowded which it is a lot of the time because i'm in the starter areas and it's at the beginning of the game's lifespan so there's just tons of ships around if it's a small station and it's crowded you're not going to you're not going to be able to dock with it unless you just sit there spamming the request to dock which is ridiculous like i don't understand that design decision at all like it it it's totally stupid and it, it it pisses me off to no end when that happens to me but anyway when you finally do get access 
I think it might be caused by getting on the dock too quickly or something. I'll go down to dock and nothing will happen. And I'll try to land and nothing will happen. And in order to dock, I have to lift my ship away from the dock, cancel my request, resend my request, and then go back down to the dock and dock. And it'll, it'll usually work at that point. What happened to me most recently though, the last time I played, was that I requested access, I got into the thing, and this is a space station where you go inside of the station, like you have to fly your ship in and dock when you're inside of this big rotating station. Thing is, if you're inside the rotating station and you don't have permission to dock, it'll shoot at you. And I had permission to dock, but then I couldn't. I couldn't dock with it. And so I thought, okay, I'm just gonna cancel my request and then resend it instantly, and it'll be fine. I canceled my request and it just warning signs and everything pop up and I'm going, oh shit. And then I, I try to resend my request and it tells me, some, I don't remember even what it said because I was panicking, but it wouldn't let me dock anymore. It was just saying like request denied or something like that. And it, like there was some kind of cooldown where you couldn't send a request again, which didn't happen to me in the other stations. And bam, I was blown up just like that. And it was like, God damn it. And this is the kind of game where like dying really sucks, especially if you have like valuable cargo or something. And so I, I, that that really pissed me off because it was of no fault of my own that, that it happened. Like it was completely a glitch. Um, I was streaming it the first time I was playing and I, I streamed it and I was in one of the starter systems and my frame rate dropped to like 10, less than 10. It was dropping down to like six and five. And I was going, what the fuck is going on? And I was looking at my chat and people were like, oh yeah, you need to get out of that system. That system's really bad. So apparently there's just systems that you can't go into without getting like a five frame per second, which is inexcusable to me. And then I try to like warp away from the system and it goes to like one frame per 15 or 20 seconds. Nice. I thought the game had crashed and then it comes back. The game is not finished and it's it's glitchy and fucked up, but I do... I honestly do like it a lot. Like the sound design is amazing on the ships. Like sounds great. Like flying around, just the noise that the ships make is pretty much all I can ask for. Like from 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 a space sim, and uh, the combat's fun. Like the way that you control your ships is really interesting. Actually, like you can turn off this flight control and it'll make you like tumble through space in like a momentum way. And I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it, if if you're looking for a space sim, this is one of the only ones that you can actually get that that is decently made at least at least in the core part of like flying your ship um but but it is a very empty game uh at least there's other players to play with though it's 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 multiplayer so you know <sighs> i don't know i yeah i mean uh, you played a lot more of it than i did so you yeah you've got more to say from what i played and it, a lot of it probably was the control scheme of the mouse and keyboard but it was very tough to to move around i imagine with the joystick it was loads better yeah it's 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 fun with the joystick like it's just fun to just even fly between stations which should be a boring task but when you've got the joystick it just makes it more immersive and and and, and a little more just entertaining in general um uh, there there's some really tedious stuff to that game like going from station to station in a in a single system you have to accelerate out and then you have to like decelerate long before you get to the station because you're flying like 30 times the speed of light and you have to decelerate uh and it takes forever uh, but i don't know i it's i still like it but despite all of these issues i, I still like it and i'm gonna play more of it so uh, how much can i complain uh one thing about that game though i don't know what it is about space sims but uh, star citizen and this both have this uh, if you criticize this game 
people will jump in its defense. I mean, they will just come in out of the woodworks and defend it. Um, there was a guy in my chat and like he was being nice. He wasn't like he wasn't like going crazy or anything. But like every little issue that I ran into, he was like, oh, that must be something on your side. I've never seen that issue. And and like two people tweeted me today about my issues that I tweeted about docking. And they said, oh, well, that's because you're docking wrong. You're, you're facing the wrong direction. Well, I, I, I wasn't because I would just lift up and resend it and lift down in the same, facing the same direction it would work. But like people have to like defend that game. Like it's something like they're like, I don't know why, but I have to, I feel like I have to, I, that's actually what the guy said in my chat was like, I have to defend this game and I don't know why. Uh, I guess people just really want a space sim that's actually good and, and they don't really exist right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably, I mean, the closest you can get to Star Citizen, like yeah. a product that exists. <laughs> Yeah, and a product that has realistic ambitions. I mean, they do actually, they are apparently planning some interesting stuff like getting out of your ship and stuff. But like, you could tell that the game has not been designed outside, except for the the scope of the galaxy, which is ridiculously huge and unnecessarily huge. Like, it is literally the size of a galaxy with like billions of stars in it. Um, that, I don't know if that's necessary. It's kind of neat. And it's like, if you're already procedurally generated, I guess you might as well do that. Uh, but like, it, it doesn't feel like the developers were just saying like, oh, well, we need to have this and this and this and this. They just kind of made a game and they said, here's our game. And then they're going to add on to it. Hopefully, who knows? I still feel like it's an early access game that I paid $60 for, but I do. I do enjoy it. Cool. So with that, I'll move on to my week. Last week, I was having some uh, technical problems trying to get some new components installed. And... Um, I forgot to mention that I finished a show called Fully Cooly, spelled F L C L. Um, it's an anime at six episodes long. I want to talk about the so show a good. little bit. It's so good. I loved it. I, was, <laughs> I mean, from the first episode, I was expecting something like a lot sillier than what it wound up being. I was really pleased it's with it silly. by the end. It is really silly, but it's it definitely not meaningless at all yeah no like, no the opposite it, of meaningless. such a, such a uh, God, i love that show yeah there's pretty much like uh, first of all like if you when you hear us talking about this keep in mind that this is a very very weird show and if you're if you've never watched anime before this probably isn't your best starter show um but it's really short it's six episodes long and there's like i think they're like 30 minutes each or even less than that um so like it's not it's not like a dedication or anything so definitely a highly recommended show i'm the one that that recommended that 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 mike watch it and uh god i don't know where do you even begin with that show like the soundtrack the art the the, it's, the story the it's characters. really creative and it's written really well the characters of like the, the characters are so interesting too and they they have proper arcs all of them even in just six episodes I, I don't know. That was a it's great amazing show. how much they cram into those six episodes because I think yeah. I feel like with the plot they give you that could be easily a twenty five episode series, um, but you, they they, they move very so quick. Res- they have restraint. Like they they don't show you too much or explain too much. Maybe they, they explain yeah. too little at times, but Maybe. they give you just enough that if you rewatch, you can probably start to figure these things out. And like it's not it's not just a whole bunch of vague nonsense. If you pay attention, you'll you'll learn more. So I'll tell you, like, the first time I watched it, it was on Adult Swim, which is, that's that's kind of how I first, I hate to say it, but that's kind of how I first, like, got into anime is watching this and 
and Cowboy Bebop. Those were the two animes that like I saw and said, okay, maybe this is something that I could actually like. Um, first of all, the dub of the, of it is 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 good. I, I I think I would recommend the sub just because there's so many weird uh, there's so many weird references, um, like pop culture references for, for for a Japanese audience that an American would just never be able to understand. Uh, and 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 in the dub, they either change those to American references or don't explain them at all uh which i mean it doesn't hurt yeah, from the yeah. experience but it, i think it's a better experience to watch it watch the sub where it'll might it might explain something better when i was watching it there were a lot of moments in the release i had where it would um it would explain the cultural reference in small text at the top for like a second and you could pause it and read it It would be like these long descriptions like there's one part where one of the characters is just yelling about how the king has donkey ears Mm -hmm. and then it explains like the the fable or fairy tale behind it where like this boy knew that the king had the ears of a dog or a donkey or whatever it was and instead of telling the secret to everyone he dug a hole and yelled into the hole to kind of vent and it was like a, a second little joke but they they make sure to explain it because and it's a little it's a little joke. Of those things is important it's, it's a joke because of the context of what's happening in that episode it's a reference to pop culture which the show loves to do but it's not just a reference or a joke for the sake of it that is extremely relevant to the plot of that episode and the arc of the character which is what i like about part of what i like about the show so much is every little thing relates somehow to like an actual important plot piece or character development like it's it's crazy actually how dense that show is and, and in a good way not like a scattered way like very focused yeah it, de- it definitely doesn't waste your time with anything they're, they're very deliberate about what they show what's being said what even what people are wearing like the the bracelet on the one of the characters is important and what it does and yeah. like the little props and objects are all important everything's important that they they choose to show you even if the the protagonist is just gonna get himself a drink the thing he's drinking oh yeah is is important <laughs> all, all that stuff matters um it's yeah it feels like it's packed densely with enough things to make re-watching it uh, a treat instead of a like a chore at a to check what i missed so yeah i really like that show and the soundtrack that that was such a good soundtrack yeah i, oh, I used the i used the soundtrack in my year in review as some people pointed out in the comments uh it, i i really uh that soundtrack adds a lot to it and the, the just the way they incorporate it to like it's 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 a really simple thing but like the music that they put into certain scenes like makes it feel so climactic and that that anime is all about the climaxes of like each episode has like this climactic either battle or event or something like that 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 the music just totally does a i don't know i how do you even explain a soundtrack really but 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 it, it's 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 really good and it's it's silly and Damn, you gotta watch. You gotta watch this. You yeah, gotta watch it. it FLCL, fully cooling. It's a must. Must see. It's really good, and it's short enough that it's not going to be like a big time investment. You could finish it in a night. Yeah, it's 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 like watching a long movie. Is is what I would compare the length to, and except that the plot is is a lot deeper than I would say most most movies go into, just as far as density and like how much stuff happens and all that. But. Um, I've probably watched it's it like, five or six times. It's like as bombastic as Gurren Lagann, but it has the substance of something like Eva. It's, yeah. it's really good. It's really, really good. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and it's, it's funny too, like 
it'll go into the extremes that something like Gurren Lagann goes a little bit. Like, it'll go just completely outside of reality. It'll go and even farther and more yeah, insane in some, than Gurren In some ways, like, it just completely abandons any, any, any concept of reality or anything. And you feel like that's, it's doing that, you know, like a lot of animes will do that. They'll go into this thing where it's like, okay, what's happening isn't possible right now. And then they won't acknowledge it or anything. But a lot of the times... It'll they'll break reality, but it'll be like a, a a central piece of the plot. Like the fact that that thing happened that was completely impossible is something that all the, and the characters might won't might not even act like it was anything out of the ordinary. It's a weird anime. I love it. I, I don't know how much can we say about it. I don't want to like spoil it either because yeah, I don't. Yeah, there it are, goes places. There are a few standout moments that I would love to just gush about for for a while but when he swings the bat uh, that's my spoiling favorite it. yeah when he takes a swing mm, it's so good that's yeah. a great show fully coolly spelled flcl if you want to go check it out and uh okay i have you heard of a game called grav i don't think so uh so grav is like an indie game open world survival exploration blah 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 but it's not zombies it's it's basically got the aesthetic of no man's sky if that's the best way I can describe hmm. it. Like a really big kind of vibrantly colored place with kind of soft shadows like like uh, uh, No Man's Sky has with the high saturation and stuff. It looks a, lo- a lot like No Man's Sky, but it's not like flying around. It's all, it takes place on the ground basically. And um, it looked really cool like from the footage. And uh, we wound up playing it. Uh, some of the people who hang out on our mumble and we realized really quickly that it fucking sucks. <laughs> and, uh, it it's basically a grind fest. There's so much grinding. It's 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 like a lot of other open world survival games where you have to gather resources. But on top of that, there's like a a standard World of Warcraft style leveling system where you just straight up grind and grind against mobs until you level up and give you give yourself arbitrary stat increases. So it's and there is like permadeath, like lot, like lots of these open world survival things. So what winds up happening is that if you are a very high level, you have a, just a huge advantage over any new player. It, it doesn't have like the um, like in Day Z where you can, if you are a new player, you can maybe find a valuable resource and stay hidden just long enough, and then maybe you can sneak up on better equipped players, something like that. N- nothing like that. I mean, if if a player is higher level, you have no chance at all. You the only thing you can do is run away, but even that won't work because they have things that'll make them faster than you. So it's yeah, definitely avoid it for now until they can fix it up. It is early access, so whatever they're gonna change things, but they're gonna have to substantially reduce the grinding or better yet remove it entirely for it to be something worth watching which is a shame too because it looks really pretty like it does look a lot like no man's sky um so yeah that's something to watch definitely don't recommend it the way it is but it's something to watch um i feel i feel a little bit of the same way sorry to interrupt i i feel a little bit the same way about elite dangerous in that like it feels grindy and the fact that there's there's several different things to grind things to do uh but what i like about it is that i'm sorry i I don't know why that keeps happening it shouldn't in the audio version of this it shouldn't it should be recording what i'm saying but we'll see um anyway um i it feels you're grinding a lot of the time like you're just doing these same missions over and over uh 
but getting to those missions and, and and just getting from point a to point b you're gonna run into players players might there's this thing called interdicting where if you're in like hyperspace or whatever a player can basically they're running into you in hyperspace on purpose with like this this device that knocks you out of it and you have to try to control your your ship and like point it back into hyperspace to avoid being interdicted and that ship the, the other player's ship has to kind of do the same thing on their end and if they're successful you'll both get knocked out of of, of hyperspace and you'll just be in the middle of nowhere in space and you like have to fight each other basically it's it I, stuff like that makes it really cool and fun um but i i don't know i i i don't know if i could recommend that game either unless you're just really looking for a space zone yeah this i don't even think fills a kind of niche like that like even if you were really desperate for something i don't think that grav really fits anything you could describe like it's for now i don't think it really has value for anybody <laughs> that's <laughs> a pretty look, scathing looks, criticism looks, of the game but it looks so cool and it could be really good it's just not though yet so i don't know that hopefully that'll it'll shape up straighten up fly right anyway I also have been playing Evolve just today, the Evolve beta. Did you play the alpha or the beta? I, I haven't. I, I've seen like a couple of matches of Evolve like back in the, the early alpha or whatever, and I, I want to hear you talk about this game. Okay, yeah, yeah. So the first thing I noticed right off the bat is how overwhelmingly overpowered the monster is. Like I've played probably like 10 games or so. And I think we've won on the hunter side once. And the rest of the monster has been winning every time. And I've played the monster and basically won effortlessly every time. Like, hmm. it's so clearly slanted toward the monster. And maybe that's because we were playing mostly with randoms. So there wasn't a lot of good teamwork going on, which, of course, would be necessary. But I don't know. Like, the way it seems now, it's very clearly favors the monster, which kind of makes it less interesting and makes me less uh, eager to p go back and play it. And the other huge thing is just how completely over the top this shit is with DLC and like pre-order bonus bonuses. They're everywhere. Everywhere. There are classes that are DLC and like a, f a $15 monster. Like you yeah. can play as a different monster by paying $15. And there's all this shit that you can buy like already, even though it's still in closed beta. It, it really is leaving a bad taste in my mouth. And which that would be a lot to ask of people on its own. But especially when the core experience is so clearly unbalanced. It, it makes it even less attractive like why would you want to sink money into something that can is, is not sustainable or viable as a it, as a competitive or multiplayer experience it's also like a 60 dollar game right and, and yeah. there's not a lot of yeah. content there like there's not a lot in it it's the it's basically the same thing over and over i mean you're playing on I, i'm sure that the final version will have more maps and stuff but I mean, the maps are all huge and if your tracker they're called or no not tracker trapper but they do function as a tracker of sorts too like if your if your trapper isn't doing their job and finding the monster quickly then you just wind up running around this huge ass map for the first part of the game never seeing the monster 
and then at the end when it reaches level three and can start going for the uh, the thing you're supposed to be defending the power core or the power generator or whatever it's called by that point you've basically already lost because if you weren't playing close enough together to find the monster by then there's no way you're going to be able to kill it once it finally gets that strong so i don't know i don't know if that's going to be slowing down the rate of the monster's growth but that doesn't seem like the right way to do it because it's already so slow paced to begin with so yeah they got a lot of work to do on that and they've already been selling all kinds of shit so i don't know how much i think the uh, i think one of the big issues with games like that is that they have to decide do we want this game to be something where a group of friends can get together and play organized and 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 tactically play with each other in order to defeat the monster or do we want it to be the kind of game where you can play with uh, just people that you're randomly assigned with and and still be able to beat the monster and, and it feels like or it looks like to me it's it's the kind of game where if you're not if you don't know the people you're playing with or if the people you're playing with aren't 100 in in it tactically then you're just gonna lose every time even when we were do- playing pretty closely it, it still was a, a very clear uphill battle. Like there were a few turning points that felt almost lucky. Um, like I'm not sure even with tight co- cooperation that we would have been able to replicate that. And then there are some monster types. I think it's called the Wisp or the Wraith or the something like that. That's just clearly the best that everyone would pick because it was just unstoppable basically it can teleport around and you know do tons of damage quickly and then leave before it gets hit by anything yeah it's got a lot of balance issues and i get that it's a beta but they're already charging money for dlc and pre-order bonuses you can buy the uh the pc monster race edition which is uh, particularly terrible yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not buying this game. That's for sure. I'm not gonna buy Evolve. It's not. It's not impressing me. If I do buy it, it's gonna be after release and after I've seen other people testify that they've fixed these issues. But yeah, there's there's no way, no way I'm gonna buy it when it comes out, which is a shame. Like that's the opposite impression that Destiny left on me. And I didn't wind up liking the final release of Destiny that much, but the alpha for it was just so impressive that it it had me stoked for the game. This, not yeah, maybe I'm just jaded after that, but the, well, as, as a beta, it's still like, as a beta, it's unimpressive. Yeah, I, you're 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 not the, alone in your complaints. Definitely, I, I've I've heard a lot of people saying that game is not that great and also kind of scummy in the way that they're monetizing it. But Alestris uh, Alarestis said that the Wraith is the pre-purchase one. Great! Holy shit! Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's that's uh, unbelievable. Ah. Oh, so the thing okay, is, like, yeah, the pre-purchase one is very clearly the strongest yeah yeah the the thing is those kinds of games that's kind of a genre but it's very i guess underground almost like it's it's mostly exists in mods of other games um the the, i think one of the most popular ones and definitely my favorite one that i've ever played was uh the hidden which i think i've mentioned on the podcast before yeah yeah. Uh, that actually that one's very well balanced and just really fun and like it does a good job of like you can be uh, hidden against three players and it's the same challenge as being one hidden against 11 players because it gives you slightly more tools to, to use, uh, you know, and, and uh, it's, it's a really cool, that's a really cool game. And it does a really good job of, of just giving you a good challenge and, 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 
I, it's just, making it balanced. Yeah, like when you feel that there's no way to to have a fair fight, like with the wraith, because everybody's playing the wraith if they pre-purchased the game, and you'll just be standing there, and it'll start freaking out, spinning around, going into this like teleportation state and just get up right next to you bam knock you on your ass and it can do that to your teammate too and then in like 30 seconds the whole game can be over yeah it, the, <laughs> the, the thing about hidden that i like so much about it and then i feel like this game should probably uh take a take a hint from is that the hidden is extremely weak i mean you could take him out with a few shots but he's very hard to see and his movement is is really really good like you can jump up into the ceiling and and he's got access to parts of the map that most on most maps he's got access to parts of the map that most people can't get to like he can jump through the rafters and stuff uh just because he's got this this dexterity that the other players don't um and he's also much faster than them and there's something called the pig stick where if you right click you can do this stabbing animation and it's a one hit kill but it takes about the actual stab, like you have to flip the knife over. It's the silly animation, but it takes like three or four seconds to complete it. And then you stab, um, but you can't just hold it down and then stab instantly. You you have to wait three seconds. And so you have to time it right. Or Because if you just run up to someone and then right click, you're going to have to stand next to them and they're going to shoot you, no, no doubt about it. But like you can time it where like you're watching someone from the rafters or something and they're coming up and you have to try to time it to get the pig stick right where you jump down and then stab them instantly and they, and then jump away and everyone freaks out. Um, it's such a cool game. And, and it, it, that was just a mod for, for, it was a source mod. Um, and, and I'd like to see a big budget, at least slightly larger budget, at least a uh, game that, that, that uses that similar concept. And, and they've tried a few times, but never succeeded. I, I'd say that actually the closest thing to that kind of gameplay is left for dead Two with the uh the different kind of uh zombie classes in the versus mode like a lot of those you can they're they're really weak and people really suck at them but then you kind of figure out the strategy behind it like the smoker and stuff to to really fuck people up with them but you have to be smart about it and and uh that there's that basically evolve, none of that in evolve yeah evolve you're looks like you're just a british the, monster the advantage you have is just that that you can take a lot of hits and and you do a lot of damage and so you just run up to players and and kill up and kill them which kind of sucks so you, you want you want to have to think and you want to have to strategize and and you want to feel like as the monster i feel like you should you should feel like you're at a disadvantage except for the fact that you're given these one or two abilities that push you above the other player but you have to be smart in the way that you use them yeah and it feel i feel like uh the mobility of the human players is very limited like you have limited jetpack fuel and it just feels like if you had a little bit more mobility it could be a fairish fight but it's not, so yeah, it's off my radar basically completely. Um, and then, alas, a bit of my week, I guess. We've been planning getting Kappa in the public eye. Uh, oh, boy. The plan now, and I don't know if he's going to be able to be even competent enough to hold the camera, but this plan is for this guy named Kappa... He's uh, not the brightest bulb in the box. He's going to start a series of pizza documentaries. So he's going to order pizzas and uh, <laughs> film, film their delivery and then do an unboxing of each of the, the pizzas and then review the pizza. And uh, after the pilot episode, he wants to start a Patreon but the Patreon only pays for the pe- the price of the pizza. 
I don't know. I thought it was a funny idea. So I'm looking we'll forward see. to that. We'll see how that goes. And that was my week. And now we can move on to news. And there was a lot of news this week. Do you want to talk about Hotline Miami 2? Sure. I'll, I'll kick it off with Hotline Miami 2. Um, this uh, isn't entirely surprising, I guess. But what is kind of surprising to me is the lack of publicity it's gotten. I'm not saying like, like a lot of people covered it and a lot of people were talking about it. But like when GTA 5 got banned um, just from Target stores or something in, in Australia. People were freaking out about censorship and all that. And then Hotline Miami 2 actually gets banned by the Australian government or effectively banned because they didn't rate it. They have an R rating now, which is 18 plus, but they're still, they still have the choice if... Basically, there's a few things where they consider it over the line and that they won't rate it. Um, and one of those things is like sexual violence, um or maybe even just overt sexuality in general. Um, and apparently they decide that Hotline Miami has that and therefore they won't rate it and, and they, they won't allow it to be sold in, this, in the country. Uh, here's the thing. First of all, it's been... There was an article a long time ago written by... Uh, I forgot which one it was, but it was one of the like rock, paper, shotgun writers... Um, who constantly write about things like this they previewed she previewed hotline miami 2 at a trade event where they they just did this really short demo for it and um and she starts off her preview writing very positively about the game and the way that it it expands on the first hotline miami and and but feels the same and um and then she says she gets to the end where what happens is you're killing all these dudes and then you get to this this lady and apparently you like you get in position to rape her like it looks like you're gonna rape her and then someone stops you from off screen and when they 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 stop you from off screen it's a director who yells cut and this whole time you've been filming some kind of violent you know horror flick or something like that and you're just an actor and she's just an actor and all the people you killed are just actors um and so she gets to this point and she says that she feels vulnerable as a woman and that the game's really offensive and the writer or the, the creator of how I Miami responded to that and said, I want to, I'll change the game because you're right. It, it's offensive or whatever. And that really pissed me off because first of all, it, it was a fake rape happening in a game that was already fake. So like it's two levels of fakeness. Cause like in the context of the actual game, which is fake, the rape wasn't real it's it was it was acting uh but but yet it still objectifies women apparently i i don't know i it drove it drove me crazy but it, that's that's all done now but now it's come up again because apparently he didn't outright remove it from the game instead he did like a, a modern warfare 2 kind of solution which was the following scene has you know depicts a sexual encounter that some people might find offensive would you like to skip it um and uh Apparently, that's not good enough for Australia, and they've decided to remove it. And the, the weird thing about it is the way that they describe the scene is that they they describe it like you actually perform rape. Like, you, you're sitting there raping this girl, but that doesn't actually happen. Like, you set up for it, and then it stops. The director stops you. And that's in the explicitly ex the explicit version. And then the non-explicit version, you just stand over her body, and then the, the director yells, cut. But um, either way, it's it's... Regardless of any of that, it's ridiculous that they've banned it. And the really ironic thing is that, to me at least, the whole concept of Hotline Miami is is a criticism of violent media. Um, that's kind of its 
its thing is that like you're supposed to get you're supposed to get into the, the the rhythm of the game and like hear the music thumping and the the screen flashing at you and you're killing all these people and then at the end of the level the music stops the screen stops flashing and you have to walk through and look at everything that you've done and say oh shit um it's supposed to be a criticism of, of violent media and here it is being criticized as violent media it's just amazing uh, that australia which is you know part of the first world part of the west born of the same uh cultural recipes as the united kingdom the united states lots of other countries that you know are very very careful not to do things like this and they're just completely shameless about open censorship of of media of undesirable media it's amazing it's yeah very strange that it can actually happen and it's, um, it's and also so amazing acceptably. It's also amazing that people who are supposed to be critics of their medium uh, are so quick to jump on it and, and, and criticize it as being exactly what it's what it is actually criticizing. I, because I would, there's no there's no actual effort given to the process of honest and 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 substantial criticism. Critique is not what I, I'm going to say. These people. I'm talking about a lot of people right now, but. They're not in the. They are not in the business of critique. They're in the business of finding things that fail to meet a set of social and moral criteria, political criteria that they've already decided on. They identify things that fail those criteria, and then they point the finger and scream. Yeah, it's something that I. I was thinking about bringing up last podcast and we didn't have time for it and I don't want to go too far into it because holy shit I could rant about it for hours um, and it's there's nothing substantial to say that hasn't already been said about it but there, you might have heard of a man named Jonathan McIntosh um, he is the co-writer for Anita Sarkeesian's Tropes vs. Women in Video Games and uh, while Anita Sarkeesian says some ridiculous stuff on Twitter Jonathan McIntosh turns it up to 11. I mean, he's a he, pop culture hacker. He's a he, transformative he a storyteller. He's a transformative storyteller and pop culture hacker in his own words. Uh, those are actually his words culture. about himself. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, this is the worst man on Twitter. He has the, the worst opinions. He's just awful in every way. Um, he finally blocked me. And so I haven't read his tweets recently, but. I know that he had some things to say about Hotline Miami 2. He's had some things to say in the past about it, about Hotline Miami 1 and how violent and terrible it is. And about Hotline Miami 2, he he also said something about how Hotline Miami 2 is just the same as hatred in that it's just glorifying violence and you're, you're supposed to feel good about killing people in it and, and that it's really terrible you know that that it stepped it up from Hotline Miami One by adding sexual violence into the into the mix. Which, first of all, let me just say, Jesus Christ! In what world is is it fine to run through a room with a fucking pipe, bashing people's heads into death, and then raping someone is worse than all of that? And 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 we're supposed to feel really terrible about the rape, worse about the rape than the than the the multiple homicides that you just committed on the way to the rape it's it's just totally out of proportion the way that that that, that people jump on any kind of violence against women um it, it's it's crazy to me but that's that's actually beside the point because my point is that this guy describes himself as a pop culture hacker and whatnot and and wants to be a critic of the medium and and wants to appear smart 
and he looks at a game like Hotline Miami 2, which is a very smart game that that is critiquing how violent video games are and how violent all of our media is and and is, is and and does some very interesting stuff with 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 player emotion and 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 getting you into into a kind of killer's mindset in a, in a way where like you get so into the game that you don't even think about what you're doing and then it makes you think about it all at once that's so cool what it does and he goes and just calls it glorifying violence and and a yeah. game of i think he called it i don't know what his exact words were but it was something along the lines of hotline mammy has a zero substance whatsoever and no value like it's just shit and, and that pisses me off because I do think that, I think Hotline Miami 2 is one of the most artistic video games in existence because it's actually attempting to to use the medium to accomplish a certain artistic goal uh, yeah. which, which is very rare in video games this is actually it makes sense with what our next story is which is going to be a bit of Anita Sarkeesian love but the the most frustrating thing about these people people like Jonathan McIntosh or Sarkeesian or any of these you know names that are easy to point to because they've said so much stupid shit Ian Miles Chong you know anybody any of these jokers is how completely unconcerned they are with engaging honestly with the actual content of the games that criticize like to say that hotline miami is devoid of any real substance that its entire point the whole point is to just kill as many innocent people and you're supposed to feel good anybody who is even putting forth the minimal amount of effort to try to understand what's going on in that in that piece is going to know that that's not what's what what the deal is um, same thing with Grand Theft Auto Five. that if you're gonna, or that it encourages you to beat women, but if you spent a second actually thinking about what the game actually asks you to do, bothering to acknowledge what missions are in there, what objectives are made for the player, how it's presented, it, uh, these issues would vanish, but because they don't actually care about talking about the actual content of the game, th- they're comfortable to just abstract to complete hysteria just you know it's a it's a simulated scene of rape that doesn't even happen in this fictional world let's just say they were there was rape depicted entirely why not let's just say that that's what's in there who cares who cares because that's what's important talking about inflammatory incendiary shit is more important than actually making sure that the incendiary shit is real. Yeah, and um, it, these people have been around forever because, like, you know, uh, 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 Clockwork Orange, the movie comes out, and there's all these critics that say, "Oh, it's you know glorifying violence and da 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 da," and and now like decades later, it's kind of seen as this as as a as a masterpiece by by a lot of critics. Um, whenever you have something like this that comes out that that might actually be criticizing the things it depicts you're going to have people who just completely miss the point uh and and or don't care about the point or act like they care about the point and have that don't have the middle capacity to actually it's <laughs> always one of the most point. uncomfortable things to watch to people missing 
subtlety and satire like Um, you feel bad for them on the one hand and then you also kind of resent that they were able to get an audience because they're clearly just not getting it and everybody who watches them or reads them and enjoys it clearly didn't get it too and it just kind of propagates this completely false interpretation of whatever was going on and then that story becomes the truth of the fact of the matter so this is probably a good time to move on to um to this ABC News special, and it's not an article, it's a special. It had extremely high production values with all kinds of fancy graphics. The little uh, cuts in between in the news story had fancy masking and after effects applied. It's called, When Jumping Into Gamergate Turns Into Fearing for Your Life. And we haven't talked about Gamergate in a while, really, because it hasn't been much in the news. But this, for some reason, January 15th, 2015, is when ABC News decides (laughs) to weigh in. And uh, they they interviewed Anita Sarkeesian, they interviewed Brianna Wu, and it's all about the the harrowing reality of being a target of the Gamergate harassment squad. Oh, boy. I mean, what can you say? This is... Hardly a new thing. There have been articles like this coming out since August, really. Or or was it even... Yeah, like late August, probably. I don't know. We haven't gotten like interviews this long before with this much viewership on a national scale. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? One of the funniest moments is when they were interviewing Brianna Wu, and uh, she was in her apartment, and she was working on some... And she looks like this. She was... Yeah, she was working on some game she's developing, and she's just horrified by something like... <laughs> I think that's but, just but her face. You... I don't think they were even trying to, to get a clip that looked like that. I think that is her resting face. I, that would be hilarious. <laughs> and it will her resting face, or the face she was doing, whatever was the cause, the face she wound up making, this look of like horror... If you look at what's actually on her screen, it's just like a 3D modeling program, like AutoCAD or, or Maya 3D on or something. On terrible Revolution 60 game. Yeah, and it's like, it was just like a shape, like a polygon with, um, it was like a tetrahedron or something. So it must have been a really misogynistic uh, uh, prism. <laughs> I, I really do think she just looks that way. Um I don't even know that's if they were so trying funny. to make her look that way. I think that it's just like you, you. If you get a picture of her face, that's what she's gonna. I got. She's a weird looking. Uh, she's a weird looking girl. But um, that, I was glad that at the end of the segment they interviewed the this guy who owns like some arcade or 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 video game shop, like retro video game shop, and the guy was just like. Yeah, Gamergate's kind of stupid, and you shouldn't listen too much to the people who... He kind of just, like, downplays the whole thing, and that's kind of how they end it, which, that at least there was that. Um, And he explicitly said that he... He he called them out for trying to capitalize on yeah yeah on yeah. things like gamergate um, and misogyny and that, I'm glad they included they, they that part. Yeah, I wish that they would have given that guy more time, but yep. you know that wasn't going to happen with the yeah. focus of the special being the, the, the guy who else. actually is playing video games and owns a shop about video games. They the they give him a few seconds. The to me and... was the um them trying to like prove that teenage boys aren't an important demographic for video games anymore and yes. they, they showed the numbers where it's like 17 percent of gamers are teenage boys and 36 percent of gamers are women 
So clearly the, the times well, older are women, changing. Older right? women, like yeah. I think like thirty plus or something like that, and it's like so. Every time they throw that statistic out there, I just I can't believe it because it's like. I, I can believe yeah. the statistic because I know that it's including things that my mom plays and my sister plays uh, and they would definitely not consider themselves gamers and I definitely don't consider them gamers because they play, you know, a puzzle game. They, my mom plays uh, the this pop cap game, you know, and, and, and my sister plays uh, some variation of Farmville. Yeah, um, and it just, I'm sympathetic to people who say, well, who are you to say who's a real gamer? I don't care who's a real gamer. That doesn't... Yeah, we're not cares? trying to, like, accuse people Obviously. of being fake or, or like... Right. Who gives and a like, shit? I don't want to consider myself a gamer either, but I would certainly consider myself more of a gamer than them. Yeah, they would I get, too. and I get that there's, like, a plurality of different games that are legit and real, but are we seriously going to go as far as Farmville? Are we really going to include... Yeah. Candy Crush Saga Christmas Edition, whatever fucking Angry Birds crossover, spend your cash, Kim Kardashian, whatever. I think you can you can include that stuff, but you can't make the implication that they're somehow equal to you know the sex the sixteen year old gamer who who plays games for four hours a day and 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 owns multiple consoles and stuff. The 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 comparison is not equal, and it's this has been brought up before, I'm sure, but like it's kind of like saying. Uh, you know, not uh, just because um, you know, fifty percent of people who drive automobiles are women, and that means that fifty percent of people who are interested in automobiles as a hobby are women, which is not true. It doesn't work that way. Um, it, it, it's just you can look around, you can see a statistic like that, and you can look around you and 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 realize that that obviously isn't true. You see more guys really who play analogy. these kinds of games and and it, it, it's it's that's obnoxious but that's been done so many times before and i feel like most logical people who can think for themselves see that statistic and they go oh pff. like I, I i hope that although i still do see people who should otherwise be smart just throw it out there as like a, a supporter of their argument but i feel like i feel like they're all, they, they must know how ridiculous it is as evidence of their argument like it, it just doesn't work like they're clearly not identical markets you don't see sales annual sales of call of duty or annual sales of madden cutting into candy crush sales that doesn't happen because they're different consumers working in different markets even though both of them are pieces of digital entertainment they're, yeah. they're targeting different people they clearly are making money in different I, from different sources i you think can't i played, just write off an entire demographic because this other demographic in this other market is now growing and and i think i've played probably around 100 hours of counter-strike global offensive and never encountered a woman in my entire time of playing maybe there were some i found who weren't one. using their microphones i found one there like, you like <laughs> what are we well, like, see they're, what just, are we they're doing? just too terrified because yeah uh, you're exerting your invisible privilege um, just by existing and so they're scared to speak up it's it's yeah but i i, I do feel like the whole this whole the mainstream media loves to latch on to that like oh look at these people who are being victimized by the angry mob stuff but but i think in the public eye i do I, I hope at least that people see it for what it is which is first of all not a big deal and second of all not at all how the media is portraying it um it's i think it's pretty obvious i mean you see anita sarkeesian being followed around by police escorts and driven to her talk by a policeman and stuff and it's like 
come on like this yeah. isn't her day-to-day life everyone knows that um no it's it's I'm ridiculous pretty optimistic about this though i'm pretty sure that the people who already knew about this stuff the people who know who anita sarkeesian is already the people who know what gamergate is already these people already have opinions about it and this is just old for them your person who doesn't know anything about this who sees it on tv probably doesn't care at all even after all of it's done so even though it's kind of you know cringe inducing to watch i don't think it had much of an effect at all which is about the best you can hope for You you don't want misinformation to to spread easily so Oh, and that video, so we should point out that that video did the classic, here's what you do in GTA, you kill a prostitute. Um, yep, and they run them over with a car. And that's they... what you do in GTA. I, I, they didn't go as far as saying that you gain points for it or anything, but they, they said the game gives you the option to kill the prostitute. And it's like, like uh, God, they're, they're, they have to be conscious of what they're doing, like so obviously tearing it out of context and 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 basically just lying about about what the game's actually about which come on well yeah like i mean your average joe doesn't even get that it's like an what an open world thing is if you just tell them you can kill prostitutes in this game it might not even register that that wasn't something intentionally built in as like a special case that you can do. Like they they're probably thinking, Oh, there's a level where you can go and kill these prostitutes and get the points for it. Like that kind of thinking makes a lot of sense. It's easier to conceptualize if you don't, if you're not familiar with how these things work, than an open world with prostitutes in it that you could kill, like you could kill a fish or, or um, some guy i don't know yep it's annoying um and the really annoying thing is that it's not just the mainstream media that does that like people like anita sarkeesian will put in their videos she made a video about prostitution and how it's portrayed in games and one of your examples at least one of the the things she showed on the video maybe she didn't talk about it i don't know um was some prostitutes in gta and the thing about gta is that it's a portrayal of real life and in real life, there are prostitutes on corners. They exist. They are a thing that exists in real life. So, of course, GTA is going to have it in their game that is supposed to be portraying L.A., which has prostitutes. Um, and she calls them background decoration. Well, yeah, they're background decoration, just like the dude walking on the street behind them is background decoration. It doesn't have anything to do with their, their gender. It, ah. Okay, yeah, we're I mean, not saying we could, anything that that nobody else has said already. So, exactly. fuck, like, let's move on. I mean, we could spend twenty hours just picking apart every shitty thing about these shitty videos, but where's it gonna get us? It's just all tiring. It's like yep. what two thousand twelve is when Anita Sarkeesian started, and it's like two thousand fifteen now, and we still have to talk about her. I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to when she just kind of disappears. And 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 in in the defense of the entire gaming industry, I'm seeing less and less people talk about her positively. Um, I, I see less and less critics, you know, linking to her videos and stuff. It seems like I I think people have started to realize that. <laughs> she is kind of an extremist that maybe her views don't make a lot of sense and 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 they should and let's stop pretend and let's pretend that she's a really good critic and has and has interesting valid things to say she's an entirely one note critic 
Her staying power as a critic is non-existent. She has exactly one criticism that she's been repeating for three years. That they're, that these games are misogynistic and that they communicate bad, undesirable, problematic cultural messages. And you can only take that so far. Like, her relevance as a critic of these things and as a figure in this area only extends as far as people are interested in this one specific issue. As like a critic who can then continue to operate making other observations about what's going on, it's not it's just not gonna last. There's no way. She's yeah. had, he has exactly one catchy objection and beyond that nothing and 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 she's to, to top it off i don't know if this is her fault or jonathan mcintosh's fault or both of their faults but it is definitely both of their faults if, if he's a co-writer he should catch this and fix it um terribly terribly written the videos are like you just like i don't know if you've watched yeah. them but oh, I have. from an english major's yep. perspective it it is a d essay maybe um i'm talking like obviously used uh, obviously heavy use of a thesaurus um to the point of like completely unnecessary redundancy uh repeating words that mean the same thing in context just repeating them all after each other and using or as the as the connector between them which doesn't it's just stupid it, it makes her look stupid it's a pseudo intellectual thing that people usually get over around the, the, the high school when when they start actually learning how to write um it, it she's still writing at that level of a high school intellectual which drives me up the wall i i they're terribly Have you written. read her master's thesis I don't want to. I, I can I imagine have, it though. And it's written ab about the same way. It's it's like high school level writing in a master's yeah. thesis. Yeah. And, and the thesis is just like about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's dire. Oh, of course. Some dire shit. She, and she doesn't like uh, the. She'll make a thesis in her video, but her thesis will be like, "This video is going to discuss this," and that's her thesis, which is fucking like seventh grade essay writing. Like she's this, got that's this how you very write your... kind of like pedagogical like pomp and yeah. condescension everything she says like she's the teacher classes in session get ready to learn and she talks down to you I, while I simultaneously get, I the, reaching through the thesaurus to create some artificial credibility i don't get the talking down so much as just trying to appear smart um and then and then it just the fact that like she very obviously just uses a thesaurus and and it doesn't necessarily make sense when she does it and and the fact that like her her thesis statement is literally this is what i'm going to talk about in my essay and then she for the first 10 minutes of her first video i watched it's just listing things it's just completely expository there's no argument whatsoever just going through the history of women in video games that's it it's 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 unnecessarily detailed it adds nothing to her argument uh she gets to her argument finally and and kind of expands on it just a little bit in the middle and then goes back to listing things at the end and just like they're terrible i yeah i, I just uh, uh, that that's what actually pisses me off most about her videos is not what they're about or what she's saying it's it's the way that they're done which is something that uh, someone with her degrees shouldn't like the fact that she graduated is 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 a is a is problematic to me because it it shows that that we have some serious issues. Like it's it's terrible. It's yep. really bad. Well, let's move I'd on. love to shit on her forever, but yeah, let's <laughs> yeah. move on to H one Z one. So if you haven't heard of H one Z one, it's basically a Daisy clone. It's an open world survival game. 
Yeah, it's an early access. And but here's the what makes it uh, different, if we want to call it different. It's uniquely shitty in that it's uh you pay for the early access, but when it comes out it's gonna be free to play. <laughs> so you have the guarantee that you're at least fucked out of the twenty dollars it costs you. Is it twenty or is it thirty? Twenty. Twenty. Okay. So there's there's one horrible thing. Then there's the way that the pay to win system works. And of course it's a free to play game when it finally comes out. So of course there's gonna be um ways that you can pay to win but not really pay to win but basically pay to win this is just completely unapologetic about it you can pay for equipment drops weapon drops which in something like this like a daisy clone a weapon is very very valuable you can pay for that and it'll drop you can pick it up and permadeath exists you die forever lose all your items if you die but if you have one of these purchased weapons you don't lose it when you die you keep it Right. So it doesn't matter. The game is just over. Once you have these weapons that don't vanish, it's literally pay to win. There's yeah. no there's no even talking around it. Even if you wanted to kind of bullshit it down and say that, oh, it could be this way, it's just unambiguously pay well, to win. Here's where it gets really shitty. And I mean really shitty. It's not just pay to win. I don't know why my camera's so quick. There we go. It's not just pay to win. It's a few days before release which okay first of all you look this game up on steam right now it says early access and it's twenty dollars the first thing i looked at was the release date okay when does it actually come out it says january 15th the release date on steam is is when it started its early access which is basically just accepting the concept that early access is just buying the game and that the that there's no distinction between early access and full release like that that whole trend needs to go i it is killing games that could otherwise be good because they're going into early access and not actually improving because they've already got your fucking money and it's oh my god that shit needs to stop but Buying anyway early access is just inexcusable it's 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 a terrible trend um and, and now it's so happened many, to every game <laughs> i've seen so many of my friends on steam playing this game and I, i'm like i was this close to just pulling the trigger and removing them like to give your money <laughs> i get it like if you don't know i mean you're stupid if you don't bother to <laughs> research before you buy but i sent one person a message and i was like why would you do that and then they said uh i know please forgive me so they knew what they were doing they knew <laughs> what this shit was they still bought it no excuse yeah it's <clears throat> it, it's really bad and but what really makes this really shitty is that a few days before release, I think you could pre-order it at this point, um, the developers and like, the head developers were out there saying, people were, everyone was asking, okay, if this game's going to be free to play, is there going to be pay to win stuff in it? Because it's very important to people, if there's pay to win stuff in an open world survival game, that's really bad. Like People don't want that and, and the developers understand that. And so the developers come out and they say, no. There will be no kind of pay to win. You, you, there's not going to be these microtransactions. Forget it. It's not going to happen. That's not the way we want our game to be designed. We don't think that's the right way to go about designing this kind of game. It comes out, there's microtransactions and pay to win. And I don't know how that happened because there's no way they added that in those few days. Like It's not like there was an executive decision that said, oh, we have to add this. And, and, the, and the people said, oh, crap, we shouldn't have said that. They had to have already designed that into the game. And then the just lied. Bit, the hilarious bit is that now they're offering refunds. 
Okay. So it's a company called SOE. And um, it's like what the division Sony of the game Online that Entertainment. They, it's, yeah. they did like Planet Side 2. Yeah. And so they sent this message in response to the airdrop stuff. Hi, folks. If you feel like the airdrops are an issue for you, you may immediately request a refund to bwilcox at soe.sony.com. Suffer so applies, you know, goes to 1-16-2015. If you bought it before that, you can get a refund. No questions asked. Well, okay. Now they understand that it's a, such a serious problem that they're going to give huge scale, no questions asked refunds. Why not just fucking fix it? Just fix it. That's all you got to do. That's that's the point. If you are going to bullshit early access when you clearly have a finished enough game that you may not ever fix, if you're going to have it in early access, why don't you use it for what it's fucking supposed to be used for as a, as a way to figure out what people like, what people don't like? It, it's amazing. Early it's, access is a cesspool. It's yeah. just the worst. It is. It's it's really terrible. And the worst part about it is that is like you said, the people buying it. Like, of course, the developers are going to offer it because it gets them tons of money, and they don't have any accountability for it. It's kind of like Kickstarter, except at least there is a product that people are buying. But the people who are the people who are paying money for a free to play game just to get access to it before it is officially released, and it's and and to make it worse, a broken free to play game. That those people are the problem, and and it, that's it's fucking terrible. We should we should we should really, I don't know. I say we should do something about it, but like those this people year, are always going to exist. So this year, I'm just you know, I, I did like a little of this last year, not too much though. Like I, I pre-ordered quote unquote Dark Souls two the day before it came out, just because I wanted to preload it. But this year, no matter what is going to happen. No pre-orders, no early access, period. Just not going to fucking happen. I played Grav, but somebody gifted it to me. So that's my excuse on yeah. that. It's just, it's just, why would you do that? Why would you do that in 2015? It doesn't go well. It's there a are certain for disaster. games that I know that I, I'm going to play them. And I want to play them now. Even if they're bad, Like I just want to experience them. Like, like Phantom Pain, I might pre-order that because there's no way i'm not gonna play it there's just no way um and if i can have it preloaded and i'm gonna play it at midnight then so be it so maybe maybe i'll pre-purchase it but pre-purchasing a game where you just have no idea whether uh, you're gonna have any fun with it whether you you want to play it or not uh brink is 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 my that's the first thing that comes to my head when i think of pre-orders gone wrong do you remember brink oh yeah yeah that bethesda published awful first person shooter game everyone in a bad feeling pre-ordered that game and i was like one of the only ones who was like i just don't think that i want to pay 60 dollars for this game that doesn't look all that great to me it doesn't look like it has all that much variety and i've got team fortress 2 and i like that and it looks like the same kind of gameplay they pre-ordered that game and played it for like four hours on release day and never touched it again and that to me was just like all right that confirms it. Just don't pre-order games unless you know you want them for, for one reason or the other. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I might do Phantom Pain, but other than that, there's just no way. It's, yeah. it's so dangerous. You're going to get burned 90% of the time. Okay, so that's H1Z1. Uh, this is a bit of a shocking story in terms of eSports. Uh, the headline from Daily Dot 
was new evidence points to match fixing at the highest level of American Counter-Strike. So I Buy Power, if you're familiar with them, are one of the biggest teams in the North American scene. And some evidence has come out of some pretty scummy match fixing. They were going up against a team, um, netcodeguides.com. It should have been a really easy match. Like, they would have destroyed them. But they lost 4-16. to And then somebody afterward, it's named Shazeb Khan, and his, like, handle is Shazam, wound up leaking some details about, like, some behind-the-scenes deals. Like, they were going to throw the match to, um, to, like get items so that, so that people would win items and bets on like CSGO lounge and they do them through series of alts and things and then there was this guy named God. Cud Cud who wound up spilling more juicy details or was involved in it somehow. You can go read through the whole article yourself. Um, I'm not too concerned with the particulars I'm just more concerned with the bigger implication which is I mean th that's pretty big I mean, the, the match fixing isn't so much concern in actual professional sports anymore because, you know, it's been cracked down on. It used to be a huge problem, but we've had decades to, to fix it. Esports is still relatively new. You don't have governing bodies that can enforce penalties for things like this either. Like, it's such a, a new territory of scumminess, so it's going to be important how they choose to deal with this in the next few weeks yeah nobody's gonna take esports seriously until it takes itself seriously and definitely isn't taking itself seriously or at least the players aren't because i i i i've skimmed through the, that article uh we'll link it in the description um or in the information on the page uh it it, it said they were like laughing when they were losing and stuff and like they just didn't seem like they were trying at all and they were, they were like trying to knife, knife people kills? in stupid yeah. ways like they don't even try to make it look like they're not fixing the match and and the same there's the same can be said for like uh like a lot of the cheating scandals and stuff that have happened where it's almost like they were trying to see how far they could go without getting caught like like yeah cheating was what was fun to them like they want to see how 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 big publicity they can get before they get caught like like they almost like they know they're going to get caught and then like the the quotes from the people who released who leaked this this story they're like, yeah, they totally fixed that match law. It's like a text with ending in LOL. And like, that that's the big leak. Like, they just, nobody's taking it seriously in or out of the of, uh, of esports community. And, and yeah, obviously, it, it's, it's, it's got some, some work to I go. Think, I don't think it's that much of a stretch to see, or not, not a stretch. Stretch is not the right word at all. But I think you can expect to see some central authorities form up around these esport communities uh, even more substantially than they exist now like ideally you'd have something like the nfl or the mlb that can just impose penalties on teams and if you don't play by the rules then you're you're out of the league i mean that's the only way that you can enforce integrity in something like this and, you know, it's easy to throw up your hands and say it doesn't matter because it's, you know, it's fucking video games. But if there's going to be bets amounting in the tens of thousands there's of dollars... There's a lot of real money being put into it. Lots of money on the table. And, you know, if that money is going to be there, 
the people who are watching aren't interested in it being done legitimately. And yeah. to keep that audience, they have to legitimize. Yep. And 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 it it also kind of speaks to the issue. This is a much smaller issue, but like CS:GO's uh, uh, weapon skins, that that has become like such an issue for them in itself because like it's it provides an incentive for people to be shitty yeah. basically where otherwise they might not have that incentive uh, and even on the professional level apparently it's happening where they're like trading them and shit for for fixing matches and cheating and whatnot which is just ridiculous it's gotten to a completely absurd point yep and because like it's weird because the fans and the players the professional players are dealing in the same like currencies and on the same marketplaces like it would it would be unthinkable to think of like i don't know peyton manning betting on the the football game against yeah. against himself but that's just it just happens in esports yeah. which is why it's hard to even say that seriously because they don't take themselves seriously anyway there's there's that hope that gets cleaned up there was a nintendo direct on the 14th bit of a surprise there wasn't much revealed it happened at like nine in the morning eastern and uh, not much revealed but there was some cool stuff and one one big bomb that they dropped but here's the rundown they announced a new fire emblem for 3ds it uses the same engine as awakening we really don't know anything about that they showed some video but you know no names no nothing um it's even just called the new fire emblem or the next fire emblem they announced a whole lot of stupid shit, like just a ton of like kind of mobile I think had some microtransactions even, like puzzle games, like what's basically bejeweled clones. I don't know, that wasn't that wasn't anything. They did give the new 3DS a release date, February 13th. Majora's Mask 3D comes out February 13th as well. And the special editions for those have already sold out. The um, Majora's Mask special edition. Yeah, those look pretty cool. I disagree. I think they look like shit. Wait, uh, there were two versions, or I don't know if there were two versions actually, but I saw a, I saw a version that was like the, uh, what's the character's name who wears the mask and becomes like the little skull kid. Yeah, yeah. There's a skull kid version where like his shadow is was it one purple? side and and he's the other side. Uh, yeah, purple. Yeah. Yeah, that was a fan made thing. It's not real. I figured. Okay, yeah. well, the, I, the gold one, version looks stupid. You're right. The real one isn't even gold. It's like puke green. It's yeah. disgusting looking. If you get if you see like uh, well shot pictures of it, it is like you know vomit green, dark goldish. It's weird. It doesn't look good. So I'll be skipping out on that, but I'll still pick up the uh, 3D Majora's Mask. They also showed um, Xenoblade Chronicles X, which is coming to the Wii U eventually whenever that is. I haven't played the first ones at all, so I don't really care about it. I was just impressed by how big the uh, map seemed to be. It was a very big world. Very, very big. I'll be surprised if it performs well, because it was probably the biggest like open world space I've ever seen. Have you seen that? that, that video I, I, from no, that? I have no idea what you're talking about. It, it, it's really impressive. Like It's huge, huge spaces. I haven't seen anything like that before. So it's going to be cool if they can pull it off and have it actually run well. It might be the case that they're just huge empty spaces because there didn't seem to be a lot going on. They were just large spaces. But how big the spaces were was, was interesting. Now, all that happened. I don't care much about any of it. What I do care about, 
happened only in the Japanese Nintendo Direct. We didn't get to see it here in America, and nobody in Europe got to see it during the live show. But at the very end of the show, the CEO of Nintendo is just standing there, and then a flower pot comes in and he punches it, and it starts playing the uh, Rhythm Heaven music from the Game Boy, and they announced a new Rhythm Heaven game for the 3DS, which is awesome, but they also didn't announce it in America. And I love Rhythm Heaven. It might be one of my favorite series ever. So I'm, I'm desperate for that to come out here. I'm optimistic though, and like I even did some research. So like I wanted to, I needed this to be coming out in America. So here's what I found: there was a seven-month delay between the North American and Japanese release of the Wii version, Rhythm Heaven Fever. And because that comes from there being a lot that they have to localize, like lyrics that they have to yeah, si- like translate music. and sing in English, you know, th- that kind of thing takes time to localize. And there was an eight month delay between the DS's release in Japan and, and the States. So I'm hoping that they just didn't have enough to show Americans yet. And I'm also thinking that there's no way it's not going to come out in the US. Like the Wii one was the most popular one by far in the West. There's no way that they're not gonna. It was more of a stretch for the Wii one to come out here than this new one not to come out here. So I'm optimistic. I'm waiting on an official uh, word from God on that because that'll be really nice. I, I love Rhythm Heaven. Have you actually played any of, of the actual Rhythm Heaven not series the Wii or one, are you just no. on Rhythm Doctor? I, I, I got my brother in law the Wii version and I've been meaning to go over there and check it out. And he also got a PS4, so I want to check that out too, but I just haven't had time. If you liked Rhythm Doctor, then Rhythm Heaven is going to be your your baby. Yeah. It's good. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> uh, that, was, I, that was the only like big deal to come out of that direct for me. People were pointing out in chat. I don't know if this was just the Majora's Mask version. I, no, it's the new 3DS or whatever. They've got so many fucking versions of the 3DS that I, I, there's no way I can keep them straight. Um Nintendo's ridiculous about that stuff. Like, like twice a year, it seems like they come out with some new version of their mobile thing. But so um, far, there's been four. There's been the 3DS, 3DS XL, 2DS, and now this. Well, the, but the two, but there's like 2DS. There's also different versions of the 2DS, and there's more. I, uh, there's like the light versions, and then there's. I I don't know. I can't keep those it straight. Weren't the, those weren't the 3DS, 2DS. It doesn't matter. There's only I, one that you need it, to get. Forget it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's confusing to someone who doesn't know anything about it. Um, just like Wii and Wii U. Um, but anyway, the newest one that's coming to the US, uh, I think it's already been released in Australia. At least in Australia, you buy it, it doesn't come with a charging cable. Yeah, that's true here too. Um, there is a reason for that. I mean, first of all, most people aren't getting it new. Most people are upgrading from a previous one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it is shitty, but like everybody already has the charger, basically. And the, the same charger works. Plus, the chargers are really cheap. But what if you're I'm not, buying like, it defending new? What it? if it's like, your first? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, I'm not going to say that it's a good thing, but it's not, like, the end of the world. I know I already have a charger. I know most people do already have chargers. I just wonder how if you want it new, many people are going to come home too. and not realize that there isn't a charger for it and have to go Probably back to the lot. store and get a charger. Probably a lot. It's just it it's a ridiculous thing like to happen in the in, in the West. I, maybe that's something that they do a lot in Japan or something. But like here, when you buy an electronic, you, you expect to be able to, to yeah, charge yeah. it. Yeah, it is weird. 
it's definitely not good, but it's it's also not as horrible as it seems. If it was like a first generation thing, and and also it was coming without an adapter, that would be ridiculous. But this is just mildly ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't so know. So do you want to talk I, about? Oh, go ahead. I, I can't defend that, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the. Um, there's uh, the la- our last bit of news, I guess. I don't know if there's anything else for us to talk about. Um, it, I just think this is kind of neat. Uh, Harmonics, the the makers of Rock Band, and I think I think they were also, I, I think like guitar, the makers of Guitar Hero and Rock Band actually like merged at some point or something like that. But anyway, um, Harmonics, everyone kind of thought they'd moved on from Rock Band because there hasn't been any updates about it, and like it was kind of a it was a thing for a while and then like obviously the popularity died off um but uh, i think last week i don't know i don't know how long ago exactly but in the last several days they uh they actually released a dlc for it or not dlc but like you know you can download songs on it that's just part of it the thing and they released three songs that you can download on it and it's the first anything that they've released for rock band in like two and a half years or something like that um so that was kind of weird that they just suddenly came out with these songs and everyone was going like are they planning something like are they judging interest with 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 releasing these things like to see how many people will buy them and how many people might actually still be interested in rock band and that was kind of a couple days later it was it was kind of confirmed that they were judging interest because they actually released a uh, survey where it was asking you questions like do you still have rock band instruments that work? Uh, would you be interested in future rock band releases? Da, 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 da. I was asking all these questions that obviously pertained to uh, them thinking about making a new rock band, which uh, it's it's cool because I think that that, that I guess, genre of like party music games uh, is a fun genre that I, I don't see any reason it should die because I don't feel like it gets old that easily like as long as there's songs coming out people can still have fun with it so i would like to see a new rock band i think that'd be cool yeah i think so too i really like those especially the uh beatles rock band that was one of my favorites and not just because of the music like that that seemed to be the tightest feeling too for some reason i don't know i know that i played that on a different tv though than than the first one so there might have been a lag thing that made it feel a little strange yeah. but yeah, those those were cool. I mean, Rhythm Heaven I think is just better. Like I hadn't played Rhythm Heaven at that point, but I think it's if different. I were to compare, they are different, and I think Rhythm Heaven's better. Yeah, like, I, sure. I, I I I don't know. I I I might actually venture to say that I like like the amount of fun I had with 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 a uh, Guitar Hero was pretty much endless because I feel like the the progression of getting better at that game is is more is smoother and more obvious and more satisfying than it is with something like river he- rhythm heaven where you're kind of perfecting each little song as mm-hmm. you go um there's actually like a skill curve in guitar hero where like you start to learn how your fingers move to, to cover the all the colors right and all that and like i i that i think that's what's satisfying about that game and and that's what i like about that game and rhythm heaven just this isn't a knock against rhythm heaven it's a different it's appealing to a different kind of sensation but rhythm heaven doesn't have that and i i value that more than what rhythm heaven provides but i hell i still haven't played rhythm heaven on the wii so i i, I need to do that before you, you i cast judgment to. i guess you yeah. to. well have you have you played any of them i played the i emulated it on on the the game boy advanced uh version oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, that one it that one's probably great. the most like 
bullshit if I, if I want to say bullshit yeah that one's the most bullshitty of any of them well, the problem requiring is, you to memorize the pattern yeah it, it gets, requires it gets you to memorize that, some stuff and the worst part about it is that there's a few of them where y- you you need to know Japanese <laughs> like or at least just memorize what the words mean in japanese like yeah. there's the one where you like turn your head and stomp uh I, I was emulating the japanese version so i had to learn this is what turn your head left and right means and 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 just memorize the connection okay uh, i still that was annoying those words yeah yeah uh and uh and then now i'm i haven't played it in a really long time because i got to the one where you're rapping and i i can't I don't. I don't like it. I, it's 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 just not fun. At to least me. the at least the color helps there. Like yeah. the color, it's color coded. Yeah, but, but it's the still turn, just not head fun. turning. It's only just you have to know the words. It's really challenging and not fun to me. Uh, that that the specific rap section, and then like I would just muscle through it, but then I know it's going to come up again in the compilation, and I'm like, fuck that, and so yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. not not playing any more of it. I played most of it though, so. Yep. But right. I, I wonder what they're actually gonna do, because uh, it. I mean, a rock band four. Someone. Well, are, are you talking about harmonics or or the harmonics, rhythm heaven people? Um, I don't know if they'll come out with like. The thing is, like, I feel like you would need a new instrument or a new gimmick of some kind to resell it to people. I think people will, yeah. if they see that a new rock band come out, they're gonna be like, eh. Um, because it seems almost like a relic of, of the last decade. Garbage. Oh, I doubt it. I really doubt it because, I mean, the the whole appeal of those games is that they feel good, and there's no way you can do that on a Connect. Although there was one game that came out that was a, uh, it was like a supposed to be a competitor to Rock Band, and it involved. I think there was a mat that you lie that you lay down on the ground and you move your arms on it to drum, that which is a terrible cool. idea. It's a terrible that idea. So cool. It'll be you, so cool as you, you play it. You you move your arms in the head. Like first of all, the whole sensation of drumming something, you have to be hitting something to to get that sensation right. And how do you get like the rhythm right? Like oh my god! Apparently, I don't know if that even was ever even released. I just I heard Jeff Gersman talking about it on the on the podcast on the Giant Bombcast. Um, sounds horrible. It, it sounded really bad. That's the last thing you want to apparently, do. Like, have apparently, like any am- ambiguity with input in a rhythm game. Apparently, it was at a trade show with like press only or whatever, and like they had this like curtain down and they were obviously playing the instrument behind the curtain and they and, and and it was playing this drum solo song or whatever and they were hyping it up like crazy they're like we're gonna kill rock band like this is gonna be the best thing ever and then the curtain rises and the big reveal is that there's no drum set <laughs> but apparently like the audience was just like oh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's such a disaster <sighs> Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be excited to see what they do. It, it, if they do decide to resurrect Rock Band, it'll probably be for a good reason, or at yeah. least a justifiable reason. So. I mean, the, they they did a good job with Rock Band. I can't imagine that they don't do a good job with whatever they're thinking of. Um, I, I imagine if they, it will probably be like Rock Band, but a little different. Um, I. I, I I wonder if it'll be like you can use your old instruments because uh, I bet there are a lot of I mean that's part of the reason I guess they're doing this survey is to find out are there a lot of people who still have those old instruments who would pretty much definitely buy like a $50 game just to be able to pull those instruments out again at parties and stuff I I, I don't know it'll be interesting yeah. I really hope they do something I hope that it doesn't just fall flat uh, because like I said I, I want that genre to continue I think it's fun 
Cool, cool. So that about finishes it up for uh, for news. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about this week? Oh, no. There was a lot to talk about. Um, if we've got time, we can get, get questions from the chat. Um, I don't know. Up to you. Yeah. Uh, while we wait on those to roll in, um, I've actually changed up what I'm planning for that Bloodborne thing. I'm not just going to describe that uh, fever dream. Yeah. I've, I've changed it to like a, a whole description of, of the launch of Bloodborne and its reception, its development process, how the sequel's made, and just giving a like a journalistic account of how it all went down. That's going to be I, interesting. I, I, don't, I still don't understand at all how you're going to uh, accomplish this, but It'll be fun. It'll good be luck fun. to you. <laughs> Uh, Let's see. Nobody really asked anything yet. No. Where's Boone? We didn't have out chat this week. Never know what Boone's up to. He released an album of some yes, kind. Yes, he did. I haven't listened to it. Uh, <laughs> he actually he does a lot of like audio stuff where like uh, he just acts like an idiot and records it, and it's it's actually pretty entertaining a lot of the time. Um, I will say his album is entertaining. That's what I'll say. <laughs> All right. So, if that's the oh wait, did you see the PC gamer kerfuffle that led to them making a disclosure policy? Yeah, I read a little bit about that. It was like one of the reviewers or somebody who was covering Ubisoft things, their wife or girlfriend wrote for the Ubisoft PR blog, and that was some big deal. I don't know. There was no like other breach in ethics going on beyond just that, so it was really hard to care. But yeah, that that did happen. Now PC Gamer has like a a more explicit set of of disclosure guidelines. Did you hear much about that? I hadn't heard anything about that. It, it, yeah, it's really not that important. But it's just showing, I think, that the the ethics thing wasn't just a meme or a buzzword. It's something that stuck. And whatever you want to say about Gamergate, even if you hate it, it's led to substantial change. Uh, in 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 oh, you know in however much of a way that actually matters it it did change some yeah. ethics, ethics policies but yeah it's there was no like rest of the story there there wasn't much going on there is something I want to mention that uh there were, like GameSpot ran this uh special about um there was a uh, this is completely separate but but mentioning pc gamer made me think of this thing that i saw uh it it um have you heard of the patent that's running out this year the video game patent is it the mini games one yeah the mini games and loading screens um, that's gonna be so good yeah oh, it's man. i i didn't know about that at, at all i i heard like something about it before but i didn't know how vague the patent was and how much it was holding things back but like yeah it, for those of you who aren't aware about 20 years actually i guess exactly 20 years ago um a i think it was a was it um what game what game company was it that did it somebody's saying namco yeah namco i think um they had a game ridge racer i guess it was ridge racer that had um a little mini game you could play in in the loading screen and it was just a really simple uh what do you call them shooter with the spaceships that shoot at each other uh and and it was just a silly little mini game but it was something to do while it loaded and obviously loading screens could get pretty long back then so um but they patented not 
not that specific mini game, but the whole concept of a mini game in a loading screen. They patented it. They owned it. Nobody else could do it. Uh, and and so for twenty years now, there have been no games, at least not substantial games, that have been released that have that kind of thing in them. Now, games like uh, Assassin's Creed and uh, I think Bayonetta do, does this too, where like you can control the character during the loading screen. That apparently falls outside of the patent because it's part of the main core game. But if you want to, yeah. I'm supposed to wanna... ask that because I, I remember Wonderful 101 doing like a practice mode in the loading screen. Yeah, but is but... it just like different games from the core game? Yeah, because it's a practice mode because it's the same gameplay as the game itself. Then it doesn't fall under the patent. But if it's a if it's a separate mini game, then you can't do it. You just can't do it because it's patented. But that patent runs out like November 17th or something like that this year. Uh, and That'd and so it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see if like any games being released this year will incorporate that. Um, I don't know. I, loading Phantom screens Pain. aren't that be, big of a deal these days. I feel it would be like awesome to see what Kojima comes up with if you see <laughs> yeah. something like that. Yeah, that would, would be find cool. Something fun to do with it, guaranteed. Yeah, um, definitely. He would be the first person to jump on that. But uh, in fact, yeah, he probably will. When does this run out? Uh, I think it's like early November. So November seventeenth is a date that popped in my head, but I don't know if it's uh, accurate. It might be September actually. I don't know. But there's enough the time for games to come out, but it'll be like right in the middle of that. I know it's at the end of the year, so um, who knows if the Phantom Pain's coming out before or after that. But uh, yeah, that, that that that's kind of crazy to me that that they were able to patent just that concept because, yeah. as far as I know, there's nothing anywhere near that vague that's been patented in the games industry ever. Like people copy games from each other like constantly. Like I mean, they'll straight up copy gameplay. It's very like the Gears of War gameplay got cloned over and over and over. Technically, if if I guess if you get the right judge or something, technically you could patent it, uh patent something like the Gears of War gameplay. I think uh I think it was uh EverQuest 2 or something patented something about their game that they that they much later tried to go in and like sue World of Warcraft for and stuff but I, I have no idea if, if they were successful with that or how big of a deal it was or even what exactly I think it was something to do with like the UI or something but it, it, that was just silly and like I think it was thrown out because like come on you can't patent that. I feel like that's what would happen with this too though like if someone actually released a major game that had something in the mini, in the, a mini game in the loading screen and it got taken to court, I feel like most judges would be like, "Come on!" It's, I feel I like no it's idea. just such a little fun thing that I just wish it wasn't the case. It's it, it's not gonna be a deciding factor ever in a purchase. Like it's not gonna harm you your business as Namco if other people are doing this. I don't know. It'll it'll be nice once that goes away. Somebody asked about the um, GTA Five PC delay. Oh what Lord, yeah, I completely it. forgot about that. I think it's totally well, shitty because yeah. there's no way that they didn't know that they had to delay that until a week before the. I don't know what could have possibly happened. Clearly, they did. They knew, and that's like they said that as you know, as far as we've announced, it's still going to be coming out January 27th. By that point, I kind of you know everybody figured that something was up then. I think what they were really doing then is trying to figure out how exactly how much longer it was going to take them. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But as far as the actual delay itself, I don't see it being anything but a good thing. I mean, remember sure. how sh- shitty the port was for GTA 4 when it came out. It was unforgivably bad. So if they're just spending a few months polishing that off, then that'll be nice. It is. I, I, this doesn't. I, could, I I'm not one of these cases, but I know that there's plenty of people who. 
they were kind of split whether they were going to wait for the PC version to come out or not. And they had a next generation console, but they said, eh, I'm going to wait for the PC version. It's not that long of a wait. It's the and then they don't yeah. find until now that it's going to be a much longer wait than they thought. That's really shitty for them. But uh, you're right. For people yeah, like you and, and me, I don't, think it, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And if they'd actually just announced a later PC date, it would have been, I wouldn't say I was going to do it. Because I, I don't feel like double dipping $120 for, for one game. But if it had been, if I'd known that it would be March instead of January, it would have been more tempting to drop cash on that, that PS4 version now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if they just, if they'd announced this earlier, they probably would have gotten more uh, next gen sales. But oh well. Uh, it probably was unintentional if that's the case. Because they clearly would have done that if they could have. They've never prioritized PC releases. We know that much. Um, yeah. I, I still think Red Dead Redemption will eventually come out on PC. and It, it needs to. Uh, Goddamn. I love that game. Rockstar San Diego, the company that make it. Was it San Diego? I think it was San Diego. I, I Probably. I don't remember which one of whatever, them. Made. Whatever name the division was, they shut down completely. So porting that to PC is going to be tough because like all the assets and the, I didn't know and the that. workflow they were using is just gone. So it's that would be so cool if they can do that. That would be nice. That was one of their best games, really. Red Dead. Yeah, that's one of my greatest of all time games. I think we've said that on the podcast before, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So looks like that's about it for this week. Uh, thanks for coming by, everybody. We'll probably be doing the same thing next week, same time. Skippy will be hosting then. It'll be a blast. Make sure Maybe. you pre-order your ticket now so that we can screw you in some way later. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. if, you want, if you want live access to our show, uh, you can pay us $10 and watch it live before we upload it. Yeah, you can pay um, $10 now, and, but then when it comes out, it's going to be free. So. Yeah, so pay, pay yeah. now because you can't wait you can't wait those two hours for us to upload it just, just all right. get pay us please give us your money all right thanks everybody see you goodbye